you are an entrepreneur, a professional, a speaker, or a coach, and although you've come a long way, it's time for you to take it to the next level. We've got you. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. We'll help you use authority and influencer marketing to build your business stronger and faster by publishing a book. You'll hear from guests that are thought leaders in sales, marketing, networking, communication, social media, promotion, and business leadership. Let's do it. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. And now your host, the extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder. Welcome to the Author to Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Thompson Pinder. And I'm so excited to announce that in August, we will be having the 400th episode of the Author to Authority Podcast. And in celebration of that, I have decided to do the top 25 episodes of the Author to Authority podcast for the whole summer. And we will celebrate the 400 about mid-August, so there will be a couple of episodes after that. And I chose these episodes because they were the ones that I just personally felt were the ones that gave tremendous amount of value that were going to help you as an entrepreneur, professional, a speaker, a coach to move your business forward. These were value-packed episodes that are just going to give you action steps that are just going to really propel you to the next level. So I'd love for you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this top 25 episodes. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today I am joined by fellow Canadian Pete Moore. And I'm so happy to have him on the show. And he's going to be talking today about the five P's of business. So this is one that you really want to pay attention to. Now, Pete helps entrepreneurs transform their frustrations into freedoms by using a variety of frameworks that help them cut through the chaos and overwhelm of running a business. With over 27 years as a business owner, he's refined many of his tips, tools, and techniques in the trenches within his own business. And that's like a hallelujah, amen. Pete started coaching others in business because of his belief that you own your business, but it shouldn't own you. It's time to start using frameworks that allow you to have a turnkey business. And welcome to the show, Pete. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Kim. And, you know, it was great. Before we hopped on, we're talking about all these little towns in, in you know, southwestern Ontario. And it's like, yeah, I've been there. I've been there. Have you been to this park? And so, yeah, it's great to connect and have some commonality even before we get a chance to really dig into some meat here today. So Pete, just before I let you loose on some teaching and training, because I know you've got a lot for us, why don't you take a few minutes, introduce yourself and share a little bit more about your story and how did you, how you developed these five P's? Yeah, well, you know, yeah, you kind of said it in the intro and I've been a lifelong entrepreneur and I've owned, you know, bathroom renovation companies, cleaning franchises. I've helped people buy and sell business as a licensed business broker. I currently still own two retail stores where, where we own um, shoe stores here in Canada and Ontario called Shoe Topia. And 
So from that perspective, still operating, owning and operating two of those stores, along with I spend most of my time these days with simplifying entrepreneurship, having great conversations with people like you and other business owners and trying to help them through their struggles, like you said in the intro, around the overwhelm and all the other stuff. I mean, so many people and I was one of these people. I mean, so many people get into business and, you know, two years goes by, five years goes by, 10 years goes by and they're like, hmm, I'm still working 50, 60, 70 hours a week. And, you know, when I got into business, I thought that I'd have a better life. And is this really the better life that I envisioned? And so the idea there is that you want to have your business support your dreams as opposed to you supporting your business all the time. Right. And Mm -hmm. so that's the kind of entrepreneur that I work with. And we set up, like you said in the intro, the the frameworks and get out, get the stuff out of your head. Because it gets crazy in there sometimes, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, yeah, a lot of entrepreneurs are squirrel brained. It's like they see the squirrel and it's like, woohoo, I got to go over there. And Gus goes, whoa, whoa, I'm going over there. And so, but this idea is come up with a master plan and use your business to develop it for you and to deliver it to you. And there are ways around that. And, you know, that's where I came up with the five P's and pretty much everything falls within those five P's and every major strategic decision Mm -hmm. that you need to have. And it's just the way you look and think about that, that system that helps make decisions because decisions are what business owners need to make every day. And you know what you want to use? There's only so many decision-making juices in a day. And you know (laughs) when you've reached it, right? You know. And it's, it's like, like I'm just not dealing I, with that one today. I got nothing left, right? <laughs> and and if you got nothing left at eleven o'clock, it's probably because you don't have the right process in place that's allowing others to make decisions, right? And so if you're being attacked all the time to make the decisions that here's another question. Do you ever ask yourself, why don't they just make that decision? You know, when you're thinking about your team? Why don't they just make it? Like This is I'm, not a hard thing to do. You know, so, but there are ways around that. And there's a system and a framework and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So it, that's why I created the five Ps. And the five Ps, as you had mentioned, I'm not sure if you did because we were chatting a little bit before, but the five Ps are these. Understand your promise. Yeah. Align your product, or if you're a service-based business service, align your product, your process, and your people to that promise so that you can generate the right amount of profit. And when you generate Mm -hmm. the right amount of profit, that's the time when you can start to actually, as the business owner, you can start to actually think about what the better life what the better life that you want is. And sometimes that's, Mm -hmm. you know what? I want to start, like if I'm a retailer, maybe I want to start another store now that I'm at that age. I want to keep growing. Maybe it's, I don't even want to be in retail anymore. I just want to keep these couple of businesses and I want to start something else. Or maybe I want to buy a rental property or maybe I want to semi-retire or maybe like whatever those are, they're uniquely Mm -hmm. yours as the business owner. That's why you start with understanding what you truly want so that you can build the business underneath it to give it to you. Yes. And then once the profit's there, you can start making these decisions because when the profit isn't there, you're mired down into the management of your business as opposed to the leadership of your business and the fulfillment of your dreams. You're reacting. You have to because there's no money there, yeah. right? So you've got it. It's your business. You got to just do it, right? And a lot of people that are in the startup phase are in that sort of like head down and just like get through what you need to get through because a lot of startups don't properly funded. 
And so, you know, most of the, I don't work with a lot of startup entrepreneurs. I'm working with the people that have already kind of been through that and are are kind of saying, I've got a bit more money now. And, and now what, you know, like I don't want to work 50, 60, 70 hours a week anymore. There's more to life. I want to see my kids. I want to spend some time with my parents. I want to maybe actually take a vacation this year because I haven't done that for the last three years, you know, or something like that. Whatever those, like I said, whatever those things are, they're uniquely yours and that's okay. You just need to know what they are so that we can set up the business, use these frameworks, use these systems that will propel you to get there. And you know what? It doesn't happen in 30 days. It doesn't happen in, you know, overnight. It takes some time. Let's be realistic. Mm -hmm. But if you don't start with some of this stuff, it'll never happen. And you'll be five years down the road again, and you'll still be in the same spot. So those are the kind of reasons why I got to where I got to. And it's because I've ran businesses. I've done this. I've missed family vacations. I've, you know, I've had people leave. I I wasn't in proper alignment at different times of my business. And I've seen and Mm -hmm. experienced this sort of stuff. And it's like, I, I want the people that I work with to use some of the experiences that I have so they don't have that so that it will help them bypass and shortcut through some of those systems so that they can enjoy a better life. I loved what you said kind of at the beginning there and about, you know, you don't have, you know, you're constantly just going, going, going. And it made me think of, you know, people start a business because they want freedom. Yeah. And what happens is, is they end up changing from a job. Mm-hmm. to another job where they're the boss. And it just, it becomes that, you know, it becomes that drain where you're doing everything. So I, I so agree with you with that, that, you know, structure your business around your life, not your life around your business. So very, very, very important. A lot of people lose sight of that, you know, somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. And all I'm doing and hoping that our listeners today, if they've felt like just this is me right now, mm-hmm. then take note of that. And then, yeah. you know, we're coming up to the new year. It's like, what are you going to do in the new year to change this? <laughs> because it's up to you. You know, Kim, we can't change it for them. We can't change it for no. the listener, but we can give them some ideas to start thinking about so they can put some wheels in motion and take some action items and and think about things that mm-hmm. need to be changed so that they can, you know, actually make the changes to have the better life. Because if you have that, that guiding principle, sort of those guiding sort of things of what you want out of life that are going to drive you and they're constantly reminded, then you're like, hmm, I'm not there yet. What am I going to do? I'm not there yet. What am I going to do? And, you know, there's lots of ways of kind of laying that out to make goal setting and, you know, planning and all this other stuff. Having everybody else in your team help you with that as well. And when they help you with your plan, you can help them with them. And oh, man, just it starts to work and it's it's a good thing. You know, one thing you had talked about was, you know, employees not being able to make decisions and then you're so overwhelmed with the decisions that you can't make the decisions. And I remember at one point in my publishing company, I was doing all of the writing. And I think by this point, I probably had written 150 books in about three to four years. And I lost the mojo. Like I just, I could not, I could not write anymore. I'm trying to work on client stuff and nothing like just And I was so overwhelmed and I was so burnt out. And I'm like, okay, I got to start bringing on writing staff and start handing that off. So now there's only one client where I work on his book. And that's because I wrote his first book. So to have a different writer do the second book and he's my best client. So, you know, that one I'm doing, but I don't do any of the writing on the client's books anymore because I was just so overwhelmed 
burnt out. I actually just took time off and didn't write for quite a while because I just, I mean, that was probably what each book was probably about 30,000 words. And I had written 150 books. That's a lot of words. A lot of words. <laughs> A lot of words. And you know what? Whether you're writing books or whether I, one of my former businesses, we cleaned toilets and urinals and, you know, we had a cleaning business. And it's like, I've cleaned more urinals than you could ever imagine. <laughs> but there was a time where I wasn't cleaning urinals anymore. And, you know, that was good. But at the same time, when we look at this, this is where, you know, you take your, 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 the 5P framework, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll jump in sort of in the middle because we didn't start off with the promise, but this is where you're going from. Mm. process to people where you're actually assigning, aligning accountabilities within your business to free yourself, free yourself up. Right. And getting back to decision-making, I mean, decision-making my, my sort of, let's call it sort of tagline around decision-making is decisions should be made at the lowest possible level of every organization in every instance. And how can that happen? That can only happen if the process is right. And if people know what to do and have the confidence to do it without question every single time. And the authority. Right. Right. Aligning and assigning authority, right? It's part of my, I have a 4A process and we're talking about five P's. I like A's and P's and C's and M's and stuff like that. And, and the four A's of accountability. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Address it, assess it, align it and assign it. And, you know, so. That's the, the, these are the ways to freedom, right? So let's, let's reel it back a little bit to start off with the promise. Sounds good. Because every decision needs to be made, made based on the promise. And people say, well, isn't the promise your vision and your mission? Well, you know, the promise kind of align the promise and vision and mission because they're all important, right? Your vision is sort of that guiding principle of what you want for your business over the next, whatever, 25 years. I want to publish a thousand books over the next 25 years. Because when I do that and everything comes together, whatever, whatever it is for anybody's business, right? And then the mission is more, a little more direct. It's, it's like mm-hmm. Donald Miller. I'm a business made simple certified coach and Donald Miller puts it this way. We will achieve X by Y because of Z. So we will achieve a hundred books by the end of 2025 because that's our mission to get to a thousand books in the next 10 years or whatever the case is, right? Yeah. You know, so. In taking those chunks, when we look at our promise, the promise, those ones are more internally facing. I always find Mm -hmm. vision and mission a little more internal. Promise is more external. And when I look at our shoe stores, I'll flip it back to our shoe stores at Shootopia. What's our promise for shoe stores? We want our customers to look great and feel fantastic. Yes. That's what we want. There's four words. We want them to look great and feel fantastic. That's our promise to you when you come into Shootopia. And what does that look? And you can spin out all sorts of stuff around that, right? And so mm-hmm. we've spun that out into nine letters. So how? Do, what does that mean? It means ooh, ah, and aha. That's what it means. <laughs> so when you're standing in front of the mirror, you're looking in the mirror and you're going, ooh, I look pretty good in these shoes. Mm-hmm. Okay, we delivered, right? And then you close your eyes and you go like, ah, these feel fantastic. We've delivered. That's number two. And then the last one is, you know what? I just found a pair that I actually look good in and feel fantastic. That's an moment. So we've mm. delivered ooh, ah, and aha, because most people think the shoes that they look good in, they don't really feel so great. And the shoes that feel so great really don't look so great. So if we can deliver that, those nine letters mm. give you those feelings that deliver mm. 
our promise. Mm -hmm. And then they come up to the cash register and they're like, they're thinking to themselves, I just got the perfect pair of shoes. I'm happy paying whatever the the bill is. And when I walk out the door, I've got the proper service. I've got all this stuff. And I look back up at a Shootopia signing like, Shootopia, this is my favorite shoe store. I'm going to come back here every time I need a pair of shoes. Yes. Now, I only have one question for you, Pete. Yeah. Do you carry women's size 13? We don't. We go to 11 and 12s, but 13 we don't. Yeah. Men's 15, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where we sit. A potential client, Pete. Yeah, it's the same with the Yeah, we don't carry any four and a halves either, you know, but there's somewhere where you have to stop. And, and that's True. where niche businesses come in, where if I was the promise of, of fitting sort of size 10s to 13s, that would be, that would be what I market on and be yes. my, my target, right? It's not what we do. So, you know, it's, yeah. but that's okay. It's a great target for someone else. It's a great sure. promise for someone else. If you're, you know, we will fit you. We have what you need. That would be their promise, right? And then mm-hmm. the next thing is to align your products, your process and your people. So think about aligning your products. If we use shoes, because mm-hmm. we're talking about shoes. Well, I'm not going to carry size fives. And if I'm servicing people that are size 10 and up, yeah, like my products need to align with what I'm trying to put out there in my marketing and my ether and all my clients and all that other stuff. Right. So you're always looking for the best products. You're always trying to get rid of the ones that aren't effective, that aren't profitable. Remember, trying to get profit. And, you know, if they aren't aligning, if they are no longer aligned to your promise, well, it doesn't matter what you do. If you're a marketing agency, if you sell cars or, if you know, you, you clean toilets like we used to or or sell shoes. And, and so that's this alignment of the product. So you're going through as the business owner, you're going through your metrics, your, your KPIs, you know, all those key things that are most important to you and finding out what's the best stuff. And usually there's about 10% that needs to go. There's about 80% that you need to hone. And there's about 10% that you're always looking for as the owner of the new stuff that's coming in that might become part of that big 80%, right? Mm-hmm. And then we flip over to process because, you know, we could talk about could be an individual podcast on each one of these components. No problem. Of course. <laughs> but, you know, getting into the process side of things, how important mm-hmm. is, well, if decisions need to be made at the lowest possible level, where's your process? And you can see for those of you that are live with us here or maybe watching the video afterwards, I've already pulled my hair out and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, it's already happened. and. You know, from, from that side of things, you know, if you don't have the right process in place, if the, if the process is all in your head, if the process is all sort of hmm, here, no wonder your team, your clients, your suppliers, yes. everybody's coming to you for the answers all the time. No wonder you can't get away for a weekend or you can't leave your phone on mute or whatever that, you know, all these other frustrations as we try to take some of these frameworks to turn your frustrations into freedoms, you know, and no wonder. Because you don't have the process in place. Mm -hmm. And how important is that? Well, there's a process for everything, right? There's a process for cleaning the bathroom. There's a process for answering the phone. There's a process for hiring your next team member. There's a process Mm -hmm. for dressing somebody when they walk through the door. There's, you know, there's processes all along the way for doing your payroll, for, you know, inputting your stuff into your accounting program, for whatever it is, for doing your social media. If those processes aren't outlined and clear, Nobody can take accountability for them. And if they do, they're probably not going to do them consistently, which is a problem in alignment versus your promise again. If people see inconsistencies versus what you're promising, that's a way to negative profit, not positive profit. 
You know, we're always trying to align to maximize your profit, right? So mm -hmm. the process is of such an important piece. And there are several ways to do process. You know, it's not just the employee manual that people have in the backseat of their car or in their trunk that's uh, three years old. It's video. Like I do, we do a lot of loom videos, for example, where we can share our screen, go through what needs to happen so that the next person can actually see it and experience mm -hmm. it, right? There's audio, there's video, there's training, there's all sorts of different ways to promote process. Well, you know, it's, it's funny you talk about that because you know, I'm seven years in. The first couple of years were really just, well, the first year I was ghostwriting. I wasn't even really having any business. The second year I just started the business, you know, so about, you know, for me, five years now, I've worked on processes and systems and things. And it was so wonderful in May. I got to go on a week's vacation and I shut everything down. So nice. You know, I had completed all of my work before I left. I had a manager in place that I could trust. All my clients knew I was going to be gone. They knew if they needed anything, they could, you know, they could connect with her. And, you know, she made it very clear that I was not to look at anything. And it was, it was a great time. I could walk away for a week and not. I think she texted me once with one question that just had to be answered. But that was it. You know, I took a whole week off and just enjoyed it didn't look at my phone most of the time. She knew that I'd look at it at some point and get back to her. But she was like, she told, she told the client, she says, Kim's on vacation. She says, I'll see if I can get this answered, but probably not till next week. <laughs> and that's fine. You know, you deserve a vacation. Yeah. You yeah. give all your team vacations. Why wouldn't you take one? And that's all. That's another thing that always amazes me where business owners are, you know, working uh, seven days a week and, and 52 weeks a year, but you know, they're giving their other team members two days off a week and mm. two or three or four weeks vacation and they're not taking themselves. You know, it's an interesting thing. And, you know, before we move into people, I've got an acronym for process that I like. And what should a process do? It should prevent recurring overwhelm. And how do you do that? You clarify, evaluate, simplify, and systematize. So process, prevent recurring overwhelm, clarify, evaluate, simplify, and systematize. And when you think of process in that sort of formula, it's like, what do I need to work on? And here's my suggestion for the action takers here today is work on the thing that is the easiest thing to get done today and set up a process, just something nice and easy, the low hanging fruit. When you start doing that sort of stuff, it really becomes like, I want to do more. I want to do more. And it be, it's like, you start saying, oh, what else can I put in a process? Oh, what else? Because as soon as you set that process up, now I can actually take this and have somebody else do it. It's like, ooh, I'm feeling the freedom, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I just want yeah. to stop for a quick sec here because to our podcast listeners, if you want to see these episodes live while they're being recorded and not wait a couple of months to hear them, come join me on LinkedIn, Word Ninja Kim. Send me a connection request. So we're recording right now live on LinkedIn and YouTube as well. And a good friend of mine, Gabby, she just left a comment. Shutting down everything once in a while is very important. So I want to give a big shout out to Gabby. She is an amazing person. You've got to check her out and you can spell her name G-A-B-Y and her last name's A-B-D-E-L-G-A-D-I-R. Check her out on LinkedIn 
I think you're going to be impressed. So thank you, Gabby. Big shout out to you. Yeah, you know, Gabby, shutting down everything once in a while is very important. And it's so, so important. You know, I've created a one page planner, which we didn't talk about before we we came on here, but it's really a planning system and it's all around the one page planner and and it's free. So I'll just throw out the link. It's at simplifyingentrepreneurship.com forward slash planner. And that's my website, simplifyingentrepreneurship.com forward slash planner. And you'll see a little video on how to use it, but it talks about what do you want out of your life? And then it, then it's got sort of your life, your year, your quarter, your, your week and your days, like most planners do. But from that perspective, it's more in line with business owners, right? So it's one that's set up for business owners and, and helping you drive that business to give you the life. So that's, you know, something that. I'm going through right now. I do at the end of every year with our, our simplifying entrepreneurship podcast and just kind of go through some gold setting and all that sort of stuff. It's that time of year because, you know, we're recording this one on December 1st. And as we roll through that kind of stuff, it's important. And, you know, looking at all of these things that we're talking about today, it's like, mm-hmm. how am I going to make my next year the best year ever? Yeah. So we're in process. And the next one is people. Well, I'll tell you, people can be the biggest frustration. <laughs> but they can also be the most freeing. Yes. Right? I not I could not be here having this conversation with you today had I not set up a wonderful team of people that help me mm-hmm. every day do what I do, deliver my goals in business and in life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I break down people into three different components for your business. One is your ideal client, okay? Yes. And I'm sure everybody kind of understands who your ideal avatar is or ideal client. And we won't spend much time there. The next one is your ideal teammate. Who's the best ever person that's ever worked for you? And who's the worst ever person that's ever worked for you? And how do I track more of the best evers? And how do I repel more of the worst evers? Mm -hmm. Right? So when you think about the process of going out and hiring somebody, you need to know what that looks like so that you can actually craft, you're a wordsmith, you can craft your language to attract those people that you truly want based on this list of he, you know, Joan was my best ever and Mike was my worst ever. I, I'm going to do everything I can in my, in my communication to repel people that were like Mike, but I want to bring in as many people as I can like Joan. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's wordsmithing around that sort of stuff when you're yes. putting out an ad. Right. And think about that as your process to attract mm-hmm. the right people. Right. So who's your best clients? Who's your best teammates? And the third one is, who are your best suppliers? One people often don't think about. We have a scorecard for our suppliers. We scorecard them, just like we would scorecard our team members. Like we sit down every quarter and and have a chat, you know, and it's based on a scorecard and all this stuff. And we go through all of the stuff with our businesses. And, you know, that's part of our process, but we do it with our suppliers too. Who's your best suppliers? Who are your worst suppliers? How can I attract more of the best? And how can I rid more of the worst? Because every time you do that, whether it's with your products, whether it's with your process, whether it's with your people, you are increasing your opportunity for profit at each one of those. And we all know the story about compound interest. So when you're increasing every one of these little bits by small minor improvements, the profit explodes comparatively. And when the profit explodes, that's the fifth P, right? Mm -hmm. Then you can actually enjoy some freedom because now you can Mm -hmm buy other people's time and you can Mm. actually afford to do some of the stuff you've been thinking about doing and maybe buy that triplex so that you have recurring revenue or maybe go on that trip to Africa 
uh, on the safari, or maybe take even a weekend off and just enjoy a spa weekend with your loved one. Whatever it is, it's fine. But until you're at that level of profit where it becomes, I can now enjoy the freedoms of some of the profit, we need to continuously work on these other things in alignment Mm -hmm. so that we can earn that profit. You know, when I was starting to build my business, I was at a conference one day and the gentleman speaking just pushed every single button I had. But there were some nuggets of truth that got lodged in my brain that day. And one of the things he talked about was, you know, the things that you're doing in your business that either A, you don't enjoy, B, take up a tremendous amount of time, C, you're not good at. Yep. Or D is killing your profits. And yep. so he talked about that and I'm, I'm thinking, okay. And then he talked about delegating out and paying people to do stuff. And I'm thinking, but sure. I got no money in coming in. How can I pay people when I've got no money coming in? But he said something and this is what stuck in my brain. So he said, what if you, you know, if you were at your best doing what you did best in your business could earn $500 an hour and you had the freedom to earn that $500 an hour? He said, wouldn't it be worth paying someone $20, $30 an hour so that you can be producing the $500 an hour? And that stuck in my brain. And I started to do it. Financially, I could not afford to bring somebody on. So I kind of bit the bullet for a short period of time, brought that person in. But guess what started to happen? I now had more time to work on my $500 an hour activities. And it did made all the difference in the business. Yeah, it's so, so true. And, you know, I look at at some of this stuff, Kim, I've another, I've got lots of exercises. And one of my exercises is called love it or leave it, which is basically that same thing. Work in your, some people call it genius zone, whatever they, mm-hmm. I call it work in your love it zone, the stuff you truly love and the stuff that you're truly good at. Mm-hmm. The stuff, and here's another way of framing it. If at the end of the day, you're working in your love it zone and you finish a 10 hour day and you still feel like you can keep going, you're in your love it zone. If at the end of the day, you finish a 10 hour day and you feel like you are done, like you felt a little while ago, you, you know, in a conversation, you were saying like, I was burnt out. That's not your love it zone anymore. And maybe it was, maybe it, you know, maybe you had to do it, maybe whatever the case is. But if that's how you're feeling, then that's the stuff that you need to release so that you can work more in your love it zone. And that's just sort of your temperature gauge on the stuff that, and for our listeners, you probably know right now what drains you of energy and what gives you energy. And you can probably tell here, Kim, that, you know what, these conversations for me, give me energy. I could have these conversations all day long. I love them. (laughs) You know, and they, they don't drain me. They, it's like, I love having these conversations. I love working with business owners, working through their problems, you know, all of this stuff, because it's like just what gives me the juices. Right. And I just, I just enjoy it. So from that perspective, what I don't enjoy anymore is I don't enjoy, like, I don't do this anymore because we don't own that business, but I didn't enjoy getting down on my hands and knees, cleaning the sinks and ter- toilets and all of that other stuff or, or spraying bathtubs or putting in bathtub liners and wall systems or, you know, refinishing kitchen counters. I enjoyed talking to the people. I enjoyed the selling part. I enjoyed all of that other stuff. I knew how to do all that stuff. Yes. But it wasn't my love it to. So I'm asking yeah. you, the listener, what are you doing? That isn't in your love it zone that you need to develop a process for, assess, address, align, and assign accountability on yes, so that somebody else can do that for you and make those decisions and free you up to work more in your love it zone. That is just so good. One of the things I did this year was I hired one of my daughter's good friends to come in and clean my house. 
Nice. Because I had so much on the go that the house was suffering. Mm-hmm. And it was it was wonderful because you know what? She loved cleaning. She wasn't doing like she needed to earn money, but mm-hmm. she did it because she loved cleaning and she was very good at it. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't enjoy housework in any way, shape, or form. I do it because it's got to be done. But, you know, she loved doing it and it was a blessing to her. And it freed me up to continue to doing the things that I needed to do. So it was just such a wonderful exchange in value for the both of us. Now, we are pretty well out of time. But I do want to give you an opportunity to let the readers know. You've already told them about the one-page planner. Yeah. But if people have heard this today and they want to connect with you, how can they connect with you and maybe give them give the freebie away again? So there's a couple freebies, really. That one I was just kind of threw in because we were ch- chatting about it. It's, it's simplifyingentrepreneurship.com forward slash planner, which is a one-page planner that we talked about. You know, the best way to reach me is simplifying entrepreneurship. Just Google it. I know it's long, but uh, just Google simplifying entrepreneurship and you will find me. You'll find my podcast. You'll find my website, all of that kind of good stuff. And if you do go to my website, here's the thing that I think if you're a business owner mm-hmm. and as we sort of crest this new year, I have a great assessment there. You press mm-hmm. the button and it takes about, you know, five, 10 minutes to do the assessment. Mm-hmm. There's a few questions, but at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it will deliver you back about a 40 page report that's really going to green light and red light the areas of your business that you're either doing phenomenally well in or that you need to work on. And just having wow. the knowledge of that so that you can build your plan, because mm-hmm. we've been talking a little bit about planning today too, you know, yeah. so that you can build your plan for the go forth strategy of your business and have your business deliver what you want out of your life. It's the starting point, right? It's the starting point for understanding what you're doing well and what you aren't. And then now you got to take action and do something about it. And whether you use a coach like me or you read books or whether whatever it is, at least you have the knowledge of knowing the areas you need to start to move on so that you can enjoy the life. Because remember, you own your business and it shouldn't own you. And if you're feeling like it owns you, then you you can take some of these steps to to make a change. Well, such a joy and a pleasure interviewing you. So this has been Pete Moore and Kim Thompson-Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. You've been listening to the Author to Authority podcast. The extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder, has helped over 200 entrepreneurs, professionals, speakers, and coaches write and publish their books that have become incredible marketing tools for their business. And many of those have gone on to become Amazon best-selling authors and have used their books to land high-level clients and get on big stages. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.author2authoritypodcast.com. See you next time.